Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Uh, baseball is, is definitely on, on the minds of folks. As, as teams make their way to the respective conference tournaments all across the country, unless, and Jeff, I know you know this because you follow it, unless you're in a league like, say, the SEC or the Sun Belt, which actually begin their conference tournaments with single elimination games today, and that will include your fighting Texas Aggies in the SEC. They've got a single well, eliminator. They're not van, van, my Texas A&M Aggies. I don't know. Who are these Texas Aggies in what you speak of? Well, I mean, didn't you you went you went to a branch campus of it? I mean, you 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 attended uh, the 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 younger brother campus of Texas of, A&M of up the at few, Central Texas. One of the few times in my life where I will freely admit, no, I, I went to a community college. It was not a Texas A&M branch school yet. It was the future Texas A&M CT, right? Uh, it was on its way to being a Tarleton campus, and then I guess. It's now since been named Texas A and M Central Texas. So yes, but I'm not okay. I'm not familiar with these Texas Aggies with whom you referenced. Okay, well they do have a play in game uh, today. You I'm might say Texas it's a single Longhorns. eliminator. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, tech, the other point I was pointing out: Texas State is not playing a single elimination game today, but they do play tomorrow uh, in the opening of the Sun Belt Conference tournament down at Riverwalk Stadium in Montgomery, Alabama. You asked me about that. The ballpark yesterday, and uh, in Montgomery, and you, I think you wait, didn't you ask me if it was a minor league ballpark? Yeah, and I said yes, it's home of the Montgomery Biscuits, who's the Double uh, A affiliate of the Rays, I believe. So uh, uh, it's a nice ballpark. Our friend Ty Harrington is working uh, the telecasts of those games. Uh, there and of course the Longhorns head to Arlington today. So everybody else is you know they get on the bus and they head up north and and uh, or south or wherever they're coming from the different areas uh, to get to uh, Arlington. And uh, the Longhorns have a practice today on the field inside of uh, Globe Life Field. Uh, Dylan Campbell was named the final Big Twelve Conference Player of the Week, uh, and uh, the All Conference Awards will be announced today. And uh, there'll be the player of the year. It's probably going to be J.J. Weatherhold of West Virginia. I would assume so, yeah. Uh, Pitcher of the year is kind of intriguing as to where they go. There's a couple of starters, and then there's uh, Tyson Neighbors, the the lockdown closer for Kansas State, uh, would be would be a candidate for that as well. So uh, the, and uh, and then there'll be a, a newcomer of the year uh, and a freshman of the year, I believe. So and a coach of the year. So all of that's to come later today. Uh, one of the guys who did a heck of a coaching job, obviously, was David Pierce. And uh, he, he, you know, had to uh, work with the 19 new faces and the change in the coaching staff. It's all been well documented and how they kind of had to uh, flip the script two or three times during the course of the season. Uh, most recently, uh, you might say, well, there's the Oklahoma series, clearly, after being swept there. But even even in that first game of the doubleheader of the reconstituted San Jose State Series when they lost, and the players all said it didn't sit well with them afterwards. And, 
and Coach Pierce saying that, uh, you know, that, telling me in between games when I said you, you have a little more time to try to uh, prepare for the second game than you normally have with a doubleheader or things going to be approached differently. And he said that's up to them. They have to figure that out, and they did. And so that's uh, some impressive stuff. But uh, in figuring out things, one of the questions asked of Coach Pierce at the news conference yesterday or the media availability over the ballpark yesterday was, you know, what – what has his, his team learned about itself, and what has he learned about his guys? I think just lessons learned and just paying attention to why we're good when we're good and then understanding that, you know, it all starts with mentality. It all starts with preparation. There's so many things within the game you can't control, but if those are controllable and you do, then – you're in a better spot to have success. And so I just like where they are mentally. They believe in each other. They're confident. Um, so, yeah, we're just, you know, we, we always play and say that we play for five championships, and we won the first one. But that's a step to get to the second one. Um well, the ultimate goal is still out there, and that's what we've talk, talked a lot about. That's, it's nice to win the conference championship, but that's not why we're here. Yeah, it's the next step in the pro, in the process. And, and Jeff, you've heard it many, many times, as I as have I. The first person I heard talk about it in these terms, the numerical, the numerical values attached to the championships was Augie Garrido. Augie, for, for a long time, said it was, and you heard David Pierce talk about this, five, the season of five championships, Big 12 Conference regular season championship, Big 12 Conference tournament championship, regional championship, super regional championship, and national championship. Now, uh, it, it, Augie, in his later years, expanded that conversation to call it six championships. And I was like, well, what's the sixth one? He said, well, you've got your Big 12 regular season, and you got your Big 12 postseason. Then you got your regional championship. Then you got your super regional championship. Then you have your bracket championship at Omaha, which is like playing like a regional because there's four teams on your side. So you have to win that bracket championship to get to the national championship uh, to do that. So he thought of it in terms of six, but most think of it once you get to Omaha, you're playing for one more title. And to get to Omaha, your path is certainly made easier the more games you can play on your home field. Now, you know, barring uh, all sorts of crazy things happening around uh, college baseball with regard to the top eight national seeds and the Longhorns running the table and winning the tournament in Arlington, the odds certainly would be against Texas being a top eight seed. But being in the top 16, that's a different issue. Uh, yesterday in the projections released by uh, D1Baseball.com, Texas was, according to Kendall Rogers and Mark Etheridge and the rest of that crew, in the top 16 at number 16 uh, and uh, in a uh, regional that would include uh, Dallas Baptist as a two-seed, Texas A&M as the three, and Loyola Marymount as the four. Now, again, we, we follow multiple sets of projections, so there will be more that will continue to come out this week. But the bottom line is now many more folks are envisioning and seeing the Longhorns as a regional host. We'll see what happens this week. And, of course, it is next Monday when Selection Monday comes out uh, where we find that out. But David Pierce does not mince words 
when asked about whether he feels his team has earned a regional host spot. 100%. I think if you're the number one seed in the third or fourth best conference in the country, you're, you should be hosting. Uh, and if you're not, then you know, I don't understand why. Why don't we just play it on the computer? You know, you go out there and you beat the first place team handedly um, late in the year. You're playing your best baseball. You get one of the best pitchers in the country back. So all these variables come into play when you start looking at your resume and saying, yeah, this team is deserving to host a regional. And I don't think a conference tournament should ever hurt a team in that category. It can help you, but I don't think it should ever hurt you. Yeah, and I think that's the key Jeffrey's talking about. It. He believes the conference tournament can help some teams, but it shouldn't hurt you if your body of work has spoken for itself and being a conference champion and the top seed in the tournament in a Power 5 league, he feels has merited his team the right to be a regional host. If you look at the RPI now from where it sits, and this was my first impression when that Big 12 tournament bracket came out Saturday night, I said, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the Big 12, he's right. If you look at Warren Nolan, the Big 12 is the number three RPI conference. But your highest rated RPI team as of right now is West Virginia at 21. Uh, you've got Texas at 23. That side of the bracket doesn't do Texas very many favors. What you're hoping for if you're a Longhorn fan, obviously a win over Kansas uh tomorrow but you would hope that your opponent on thursday is tcu and a win over tcu would be something that would benefit you greatly because tcu would get you a quad one win in the rpi yeah and and uh you know it's weird how that happened just over the weekend really how it flipped jeff because and and it flipped against kansas state because kansas state uh, you know, had TCU kind of down the thing, but you take two out of three, and it makes a big difference there. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the other thing I think that's important uh, <clears throat> to remember about this. By the way, Craig, uh, like with, the, the, tomorrow it, it's a it's as must one as a must one could be because Kansas, Kansas is sub 100 in the RPI right now. They're a one yeah. of three. That's why the, the, that's that's why Lucas Gordon is going to pitch tomorrow. Yeah. Because for folks that say, well, why would you? Why would you start him against the 8th seed? It's because of the damage that can be done if you lose that game. Hey, the only loss Lucas Gordon has was against Kansas, the Friday night game, you know, up in uh, in Lawrence. Right. And uh, and they took a big uh, RPI hit as a result of that deal. Yeah, to borrow, um, to borrow so, from David Pierce, um, based on what he just said, a loss to Kansas I think would hurt you much more than a win over K-State or TCU would help you. Yep, I, I think so. Um, and, and, and to the point, here's a couple other things to keep in mind. As folks look at these the, at these projections, and not just D1. I mean, Baseball America does a set of projections, and, uh, and uh, College Sports Madness does a set of projections. And they all have baseball writers, and they all cover it, and they all project. They are, as we say, bracketological prognostications. Um, I think it's important to look at – the teams on the back side of it, not necessarily the ones that are the top eight, because most are going to agree that Wake Forest is probably the number one overall national seed. Uh, Florida, Arkansas, LSU, those three SEC teams 
could be two, three, four, somewhere in there. They've got Stanford, Clemson, Vanderbilt, and Virginia as the rest of those. It's the second tier that I'm kind of intrigued with. Kentucky is nine. Coastal, this is D1. Coastal Carolina, 10. Miami, 11. Auburn, 12. Oklahoma State, 13. Alabama, 14. Boston College, 15. And Texas, 16. Okay, here's my point. I think it's really interesting that you have teams that are seeded right now in that who are playing single elimination games today. Kentucky and Alabama are playing each other in a single elimination game this afternoon. Both of those teams right now are, according to D1, slotted in as regional host. They're not even in the double elimination part of the field yet. No, that just shows you what a grind the league, if you're a Texas fan, that league you're fixing to go into. Because, like, yes. you, like take Kentucky, for instance, right? Kentucky is number two in the RPI, number one in the country in strength of schedule. They went 16-14 and 14 in the SEC. Yeah. And, and Bam, Bama's yeah. got that same record, 16-14 and 14 in the SEC. So th- that just shows you – everybody talks about that league in football, but Craig <laughs> – Anybody that follows college baseball, I'll tell you firsthand, it's just as good, if not better, as a baseball league because, as we've seen with Ole Miss and some other teams, you can finish in the middle of the pack in the SEC in the regular season standings and very much be a national championship contender. Yep, yep, absolutely. So my my advice to Longhorn fans who are watching that sort of thing is keep an eye on some of those games because the loser of that game today between uh, Kentucky and Alabama, as projected by D1 right now, both are projected as regional host. Uh, whichever one of those teams loses that single eliminator today is not even in the the rest of the SEC tournament. They didn't even get to the double elimination. So my question is, at that point, does it affect uh, w- both of those teams, certainly the losing team, from landing a regional host spot? And that maybe that speaks to David Pierce's point about the tournament shouldn't really punish you, but it could help you. So there's there's the rub on that, and I think it's kind of uh, kind of important to see that, and it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give I'll give Texas fans Craig the other the other three to watch really to see how things play yes. out in their tournaments. Kind of those one big leads, ah, those one bid leagues. Uh, the Sun Belt at this point is not a one bid league, one bid league. It's outside of the Power no. Five, Power Six, however you want to look at it, but. Coastal in the Sun Belt tournament. You want to you want to see what Coastal does. You definitely want to follow DBU in that Conference mm-hmm. USA tournament. Campbell's another one in that Big South tournament. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on Campbell. They've submitted a bid to be a regional host, so Campbell's in there. Uh, East Carolina's a, a program, and Texas fans are familiar with that program. I don't I don't know if if they have a chance to host, but you know they're twenty four in the RPI. Right now, so maybe they're one of those teams on the cusp. Uh, and then, you know, with the Big 12 teams, Craig, just crammed together when you look at the RPI, Oak State at 20, West Virginia at 21, Texas at 23. I, logic might tell you, you know, I think if if you have Texas come out of their bracket and then with West Virginia or Oklahoma State, whoever comes out of that other side of the bracket, your Big 12 championship game might be to, to see who's hosting a regional and who's not. Yeah, yeah, it could be. And and to your point, just to add on to your point, um, you mentioned Coastal Carolina. I think Coastal is probably safely in as a regional host. One team from the Sun Belt that's trying to get serious consideration to be a regional host would be Southern Miss 
out of that. So I would say keep an eye on that uh, as well. I'll give you another one to watch. Boston College. Mm-hmm. Watching the ACC tournament, how they right now, uh, D1 has them listed as the 15 seed. And the NCAA loves to spread it out. They'd love to have a, a regional in Brighton, Mass. They would yeah. love to. Uh, if, if if they and they may give them the benefit of the doubt, some depending on what their uh, success level is. Also, I would say keep an eye uh, on Miami. Uh, that would be one in the ACC as well. That's that's one uh, to keep an eye. You mentioned Campbell. The interesting thing about Campbell is, and you mentioned East Carolina. Campbell, I think, won both games that they played against ECU this mm-hmm. this year. They had a crazy game the other night that I watched that they won. Uh, I think it was a fourteen to eleven game. Uh, it's a really good team. They have also, Campbell has submitted a bid using the minor league park in Fayetteville, which is about 30 miles down the road. They are not bidding their 3,000-seat ballpark. The Fighting Camels of Bowie's Creek, North Carolina, <laughs> are submitting uh, are submitting uh, the minor league park, which is home of the Fayetteville Woodpeckers, and they are the Astros single-A affiliate there. In the Carolina League, uh, and it's it's like a forty eight hundred seat ballpark, close to five thousand, as opposed to their three thousand seat park. So they've submitted that. There's also more hotels uh, there in Fayetteville. It's a military town. It's a lot like Colleen. Fayetteville's a lot like Colleen. They've got yeah, they've got Fort Bragg, gigantic army installation, just like Fort Hood, and they also have Pope Air Force Base there. So it's a big military town there. And yes, Jeff, it does have its requisite amount of. Uh, 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 pawn shops and, and tattoo parlors. It does have go. that. I mean, it wouldn't be a military town if it didn't have that. Hey, Craig, before uh, before we hit the break, yes. there, there's two yes. two more that I want to ask you about. Get your take yep. on uh, as possible host candidates. Again, you know, depending on they've got a chance to either with their conference tournament maybe play themselves in or play themselves out. One is mm-hmm. Tennessee, and the other is Oregon mm-hmm. State. If you're looking for another West Coast regional host, and it seems like Stanford is pretty much locked into at least being a top 16 at this point. Uh, Washington kind of played themselves out late in the regular season, but Oregon State seems to be the one on the West Coast that's still somewhat alive for a host spot. I agree with you there. I don't think Tennessee is a viable candidate to host anymore. They're, by the way, playing the Aggies in that single eliminator today uh, in in, uh, in Knoxville. So, I mean, in uh, in uh, Hoover. Hoover. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I I don't think they, especially with all the other SEC schools that are getting the serious consideration. Uh, but uh, and by the way, kind of an important game for A and M, just to be in the field. Oh yeah, for sure. Kind of an important game for the Aggies uh, today. I I don't know that that I could see Tennessee getting there. Oregon State, yes, they're a little bit different. Uh, A a bit of an outlier in that they really came on late in the year. You mentioned Stanford. They're going to be a top eight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oregon State um, is is kind of almost in the same boat with Texas, uh, but a little further back also because they played their uh, cupcake uh, uh, series last weekend against Western Carolina. Uh, to close it, they'd finish their Pac-12 series. And how about this, Jeff? The Pac-12 tournament is in Scottsdale, Arizona, where, by the way, Texas women's golf's playing right now in the uh, against the Aggies in the uh, in the quarterfinals, uh, the NCAA Women's Championship. The men will be out there next week, but they play in Scottsdale. They'll be a little bit warm, not as warm as the whack in Mesa, Arizona, where Sam Houston and and UTA and UTRGV have to play. Uh, but they're going to be in uh, Mesa. So, um, so it'll it'll be uh, you know it'll be interesting to watch that. But Oregon State, I think, does have a shot 
uh, a run in the Pac-12 tournament wouldn't hurt. No, by, uh, no by the way, Oregon State, uh, 68 nationally in strength of schedule. How about the 236 non-conference strength of schedule? That hurt, see, yeah. and, and playing the Catamounts from Cullowee, North Carolina. One of the few people would have been interested in that would have been my older brother, Kurt, who was who went to Western Carolina. But there there aren't too many folks who would draw a lot from that. And you mentioned that the, the 68 doesn't help, and that non-conference strength of schedule hurts as well. Jeez, That's if, why. If, only, if only Oregon State had a Power 5 opponent, correct, that they could have played in non-conference play. <laughs> uh, for folks who don't know, that was supposed to happen. <laughs> and it was supposed to happen at UFCU Dish Falk Field. And mm-hmm. that got swept away, and that's how Manhattan wound up here. 